0: You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday lives. This episode is a special episode. It's an election reaction podcast to be released the day after the presidential election on November 3rd. We intentionally recorded this prior to the election because we felt like it was important for us to think through how we as Christians should process a presidential election without it being tainted by the results or lack thereof. So perhaps you're listening to this and the election has been decided. It will be really helpful. But even if it hasn't, I would recommend listening to it once and then listening to it again once the election is finally decided, whenever that may be. Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome in to Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me today Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, and then Zach Wyrock and Stacey DiNardo, who are also members of our leadership team. Our topic today is an election reaction podcast. So the election uh, was yesterday. We are not recording this after the the election. We're recording it before because we feel like uh, that's the best way we can communicate how we feel like we should all think about the election without our thoughts being tainted by the results or being happy about whose guy won and whose guy lost. So uh, as Christians, how should we think about the next four years Uh, Some of you woke up this morning thrilled because the person you wanted to win won the election. Some of you woke up this morning devastated because you feel like uh, the worst has come to pass. But how can we think about and process the political events of the past few months in our country? I feel like we start
1: this podcast by saying, if you're listening to this, it means the election is over. (laughs) (laughs) But I think just to stress again, we do not know, as we record this, who won the election. It is, as we record this, October so we we have no idea, and that's really important because the principles we're going to talk about are relevant no matter who wins, no matter who loses. Um, yeah, and that's key because I think if you lost, if your guy lost, you might especially be wired to take this hard, or if you your guy won and, and we say some tough things, you might be wired to take this hard, uh, but we don't know. We're speaking in the abstract.
2: Okay. So who do we want to talk... Uh, to first, the people whose person won or whose person lost?
1: I think the people whose person lost because they are probably the lowest, the the most emotional right now. I mean, I think history tells us that the people whose guy won are going to be disappointed. Um, He's not going to be and do everything they think, Uh, but there's still time for that to be proven. They're optimistic right now. Uh, And we all like to win. So if you won, there's a euphoria of like, we won, you lost. If you lost, you're probably in a pretty low place.
2: Yeah, let's start there because that's one of the problems, I think. Correct, I was just going to say that. Yeah, Yeah. is that uh, the whole idea of winning and losing, and boy, you know, I have been competitive my whole life. I am all into that. I feel that uh, with winners and losers. And once you, even when I'm watching, I can watch a sports event where I don't care when it starts, who wins, who loses, I find myself starting to want one, one group to win, one team to win. And if they lose, then I feel lousy, yeah. which is just bizarre. Yeah.
1: It's interesting though, because that is actually, if I can use the sports analogy, so I'm a huge Browns fan. I've been a Browns fan my entire life, which means on the one hand, I've gotten used to losing, but then on the other hand, I've never gotten used to it. In fact, one of the ways that I know the Browns are out of whack in my own life uh, is that when the game's over, my mood is affected. Right. You know, I know. like I have a wonderful wife and five great kids. And, uh, you know, if I can't say, hey, okay, what are we doing next? <laughs> like, what's for dinner? Right. Let's right. go for a walk. I'll, you know, if I don't have that in me, if I feel like I, I've got to sit and sulk, I've got to, I'm out of balance. It's a right. professional sports team it has nothing to do with the quality of my life. Um, and that is often a barometer for me. I think the same holds true for politics. Right. Yeah. Right? If you don't feel like getting out of bed this morning, it means you're out of whack. Yeah.
3: Well, and as a Christian, just to be consumed by with either party, with the winner, with the loser, with that being at the core of your feelings, your emotions, how you're wired, your thoughts, your actions— means that you know you could be having that as an idol in your life instead of having God at the place that it needs to be.
2: Sure. Yeah. We do those four words, ought is hope yep. and ideal. And uh, this political season, that's been every commercial that you watch yeah. is, uh, and that's true of a- any advertisement, they're trying to say, you are looking for hope, this is your answer. And so if you woke up this morning and your person lost and you are devastated what you've Basically said, is this was my hope to create to fix what's wrong with the world? Maybe fix what's wrong with my life. Yeah,
1: and I want to seize upon something you said because I imagine if your guy lost, you might be saying, "Well, well, hold on a second. Am I not allowed to think we took a step backwards? Am I not allowed to think that uh, things would have been better if my guy had won?" I, I think there's probably room for. Um, a, a kind of darkness, but you used a word of like despair, devastation. Right. I think that's what we're saying. Right, right. You might think the country took a step back. History might tell us the country took. I mean, you, took a step back. We hundred years from now, they might say yep. this election was a turning point, and everything you fear will come to fruition. May in fact come to fruition. We don't know. Time will tell. But but believing in a God who's sovereign means believing that devastation or despair are never appropriate. Because whatever's going on in the world, God is still in charge. Right, God right. is still advancing his kingdom. And if and if that is in and of itself, regardless of what else is going on in the world, that is a reason to get out of bed. That is a reason to be optimistic. That is a reason to attack the day. And if you've lost that, then you know, I think your problem isn't just that you've over inflated a politician, but your problem is you have underestimated the greatness of right. God and what he's doing.
2: And I always think of what what We would say what I would say to a person in Germany after their election, a a Christian. I mean, it's a follower of Christ in Brazil or another country. I'm always I would always be going, "Oh man, uh, your politics don't really matter," (laughs) you know. Basically, uh, yeah, don't. uh, I watch Brazil from a distance, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Most we are right here in the middle of it. You woke up today, uh, to to Zach's point. I wake up after a Browns loss. Uh, very little of my life has changed right right my I still have great wife great family I still have more than anything m- most importantly I have Jesus yeah. so so yeah
3: well need maybe even in thinking about the teams and winning and losing like even as a Christian to not align yourself with the team because your king is Jesus and to be aligning yourself with the hope of right. Jesus in this moment when you might feel devastated or down and the yeah, there's yeah, so much. that hopefully,
2: you know, we we have uh, kind of made two polls here: people who woke up and are euphoric, and people who woke up and they're in despair. Hopefully, there are a bunch of people in the, in the middle, middle yeah. who are saying, mm. "Listen, however this turned out, then uh, this is what I know about uh, about Jesus. This is what I know about the story of the world. This is I know." that it ends well. I know that Jesus is still on the throne. I know that whoever was elected would bring both good and bad things because they are not Jesus.
1: Well, and one of the ways I think to glorify God as uh, the source of our hope is to lose well. If your guy lost is to show that you're not undone, to show that you're not devastated, to show that you haven't lost hope. I mean, you know, Joe, you talked about Brazil or Germany, and I think that's great. I think we do the same and go backwards in history. Right, So we could look at a particular election from America's history, and there were Christians probably then hand-wringing, going, oh, right. no, what does this mean? And of course, we chuckle and go, in the end, it, it meant very little right. for the faith. The faith kept kept moving, it kept advancing, it kept... And that's what's going to keep happening, because the Bible's very clear that we're, we are on a march, uh, and that march is towards the kingdom advancing, the kingdom coming to fruition. And nothing that happened yesterday, as you listen to this, actually actually change right.
2: that. And I, I said this in a sermon not too long ago, and there are some illustrations that I use that stick with me <laughs> and keep helping me think about stuff. But uh, in China right now, I mean, there are so many Christians in China that are uh, part of the what's called the underground church, and they are swelling and uh, increasing. And by 2050, missiologists believe that they will be the dominant uh, group in China. And it matters not about their government. Yeah. Their government has cannot stop. And that you talk swell. about a
1: doomsday scenario for right. their government. Absolutely, like, we're not talking about Republicans or Democrats. We're talking about a a hardcore communist regime that hates Christianity. Yeah,
2: and trying to stamp it out at all costs. Yeah. and, and that, there's nothing that they can do about it because yeah. our God is more powerful. And so.
0: that's what I was when Zach. Something you said made me think. Like if you took the whole group of Christians throughout all of history, you know, we exist in the United States. In the 99.9th percentile in terms of comfort, ability to freely exercise our religion, ability to worship God. And so regardless of the outcome of an election in the United States, it's really hard to see that changing much, which has often, like as I've watched social media posts and even interacted with people I'm friends or family with who are just afraid on both sides of the aisle. And my My question is like, what are you
1: so afraid of? Yeah, and I think we have to realize that, look, you know, I don't know if people know this. I used to work in political campaigning and fear mongering is a major tool of that trade, right? You make the other side afraid that if the, if you make people afraid that if the other side wins, a doomsday scenario is coming that doesn't make it real right that doesn't make exactly. it true yeah. it, it, it's almost like the way i would explain if if we watch if i watch a scary movie with my kids and they're like oh no there's a boogeyman in the closet i'm saying well no that that's fiction <laughs> like this is that's a real closet that's a fictional movie we have to understand that every 4 years or 2 years or 6 years both parties bring out the same fear-mongering. It never changes. It's the same playbook. It's the same script. And very rarely do those things ever come to fruition. So we got to be better than that. But, but I, I'll, I'll tell you something else that comes to mind is I, I think we also put our hope in an individual because we want them to change the world so that we don't have to, mm-hmm. right? We, we want to go about our regular lives while they solve all the problems, Uh, And I think if your guy lost, maybe it's time to look yourself in the mirror and say some of the things you care about, some of the things you're passionate about, some of the good you want to see happen. How can you actually bring that about? You know, as they say, all politics is local. How can you get involved? If you have a heart for young people, what does that look like? If you have a heart for people who are in poverty or crisis pregnancy, or how can you lean into that? How can you be generous? How can you make a difference. You know, maybe in the aftermath of your candidate losing, you should say, "Okay, uh he couldn't get the job done." But what does that mean for me? Right. God, what do you want you do? me to do? How right. can I actually contribute to the things that 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 are motivating me and and driving me forward?
2: Yeah. Okay, so did you have something there?
3: No, I well, I was just thinking I obviously we're sitting here pre-election taping this and and recording this, but and and thinking about even post-election, I mean, focusing in on saying we need to be all about loving God and loving others, and that in this season when it's so hard, and again, when your neighbor next door has the signs in their yard that's opposite to what you're believing, and and you know that they are celebrating or feeling devastated in a different way than you might be that day, just to keep on going and loving others well, and reaching out and being the neighbor and being the friend that we need to be, even when we disagree.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's part of the point of, I think, what you're saying is that, you know, everything is so divided. Now we sit Mm -hmm. about two weeks before the election, and people are yelling at each other on social media, sometimes yelling at each other in person. But part of me is like, well, after the election, you're still going to have to sit next to that person yeah. in church. You're still to have to work next to that yeah. person. You know? They're still your neighbor. They're that's still, still your neighbor, job. Yeah.
1: That's still your social circle. That's, Yeah, yeah I think that's right. And, you know, and, and I, I think this is probably true for both sides, but I think you, know, you, you may have to acknowledge that you said and did some things during the election that you're not proud of and you shouldn't be proud of, and maybe you ought to seek forgiveness and reconciliation on some of those things, really regardless of the outcome. But uh, what do we say to the side that won?
2: Yeah, it's it's some of the same stuff we yeah. tell them, right? We say, yeah. say this two up, yeah, versus two yeah, down, yeah, be yeah. really careful uh, that you put your hope in uh, in structures and governments and everything when your hope should not be that. And and I, I'm with you guys. I think um, if you happen to be in the side that won, then you may have some bridge building to do uh, to love the people that. And don't uh, cause further damage. Right, don't right.
1: go gloat. Don't oh, don't goodness, go. Yeah. You know. Don't don't rub it in people's right. noses. And do not
2: That's... think that this solves all the problems. Right. I mean, this is well, this is well, not. You know the what's hope, funny about that? Right? You
1: talk about examining history, right? Like last time I checked, both political parties have at various times had control of the White House. Yep. Both political parties have at various times had right. control of the houses of Congress.
2: We still, we, still have so, we still have some issues. And the problems aren't <laughs>
1: solved, right? Like, so, so you, you can be, I guess, you know, you can be excited. I think, again, a part of that element, Joe, you and I have talked about this before, is we like to win. So there's some, like, uh, right. I feel like a winner, I voted for the winner kind of euphoria there. But, uh, but also, I think, in saying uh, your political party or the party of the candidate you voted for, even if that's not a party you belong to, they have had control before. They did not solve exactly, all the problems yeah. then. They're not going to solve all of them now. In truth, if COVID has taught us anything, they don't even know the problems that are coming <laughs> right, their right. way. So, so don't, don't delude yourself into thinking that now there's hope. Now there are answers. Again, because even that is an assault on the sovereignty of God, as though mm-hmm. to say, God, I wasn't sure you were in control, but now my guy won. Yeah. So Thank now goodness. with him, God, you can get it, you can get it done. And, and God doesn't need your candidate.
2: And I guess to, to close it, I would just say to both uh, both people, I mean, whoever was elected, whether you're on the winning side or the losing side, uh, the world is full of opportunities for those of us who are followers of Jesus. And it is as full today as it was yesterday. You need to look for those opportunities. Our greatest uh, desire, uh, the thing that should drive every follower of Jesus, is how do we glorify Jesus, how do we find the opportunities that he's placing in front of us and walk in them?
1: Yeah, I think I would just add that uh, this is what I believe. You know, we're, we are uh, only a few months away from officially launching Reimagine. And if in God's grace we are able to accomplish the goals that as a church we've set out to accomplish, I really believe this we will make a bigger impact on the history of the world than what just happened. <laughs> in the November election, if thousands of people come to Christ, if 60 churches are planted, if millions of dollars is given to the work to make Jesus famous globally, then whatever just happened yesterday will in in eternity pale in comparison. So if you're feeling uh, elated or defeated, if if... There's even a tinge of sadness that, hey, much of my life was about this election, and now it's over, and what do I do with myself? What do I do (laughs) with my time, right? Where do I find that passion? Listen, I I really believe this. If we as Christians could invest half as much passion into Reimagine as we have the presidential election, we could turn Northeast Ohio upside down. If we dedicated all the passion that we give to politics to Reimagine— we, we would turn the world upside down. So if you're looking for this great sense of purpose and meaning, whether you're looking for it in defeat or whether you're looking for it in victory, find it in the kingdom of Jesus advancing. That kingdom was advancing yesterday, it's advancing today, and nothing that happened stopped it. Find it there, not in whether or not your candidate is going to be living in the White House in January. Amen.